0: Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Well, let's get into this word. Amen. In your Bibles, if you would, go ahead and stand to your feet real quick. For the reading of the word, amen. In your Bibles, your iPad, your iPhone, whatever you have, amen. Turn in that in your Bibles or to Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Amen. Are you there? So last week, remember we talked about authority and power? And this week, I'm going to go ahead and give you my title up front. I'll be forgetting every week, don't I? Amen. My title is going to be the source of our power. Amen. So it's coming from Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. It says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be my witnesses unto, unto me, both in Jerusalem and to all Judea, and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Father, we bless you today. We give you glory, we give you honor. We thank you in advance, God, that the miracle of the sword is going to take place, that everyone here, four out of four, God, we are all believers, and that means we're all good ground. And the word that's sown into our lives, into our heart today is going to bring forth fruit in our lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. Now, God, we love you. Could do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the master's name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray in all the people of God. Shout it. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king. Amen, amen, amen. So let's get into this word. In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, we're going to do a a brief kind of review of some of the things that we've already talked about. And we're going to lead you up into what we want to talk about this morning. That's dealing with the source of our power. Amen? In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Somebody say nothing. Nothing. Amen. That means absolutely nothing. Now, we, we read this chapter or this particular verse um, from the new, I'm going to read it again from the New Living Translation. It says, look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Amen. Remember, now we're going to go, we're going to kind of dig, dig into this as we, as we talk about this, dealing with this power and authority. Amen. I always want to go back and revert to every week you're probably going to hear me say something about this. Our theme for the year. Now what's our theme for the year? is the year of life. Amen. Come on. One, one together. It's the year of life. Alright. We're living in faith every day. What's our theme? The year of life. We're living in faith every day. So what scripture are we, are we basing that on? John chapter 10, verse 10. Amen. You're going to get it. You're going to know. It. I believe you know it. Just, you know. Amen. Just talk to me. Amen. Y'all ready to talk to me this morning? Amen. So John chapter 10, verse number 10. It says this. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. We we'll use another scripture too. Y'all remember that one? Well, I'm I to tell it to you. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. In the life which I now live, in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. One of the things we, we talked about, dealing with John chapter 10, verses 10, we hear this all the time. The thief cometh not but to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But what is he trying to steal? We, we talked about he's not trying to come and get your car. He's not trying to come and get your girlfriend, not trying to steal your, your house or nothing like that. He's trying to steal your faith. Because if he can steal your faith, he can get all that other stuff. So he's coming to steal the word of God. Because how does faith come? And hearing how? So the enemy is always trying to come against the word of God in your life. And then sometimes, I'm telling you, if you could just... As you're going through your life, sometimes pause and look back. You will see what he's trying to do. You'll see exactly what he's trying to do. He wants to to steal the word of God, steal the faith out of your life. Now, then if he can do that, he also wants to kill your purpose. Man, you have a purpose. You and I have a purpose. And together, as this church, we have a collective purpose. And then he wants to destroy the plan of God. Amen? Amen. But somebody tell him like I've told him. And you're going to tell him again, I know who you are. Who you are. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, it talks about we are not ignorant of your devices, Satan. Amen. We know exactly what you're doing. Amen. Amen. Tell me you can't fool me. No, What, what fool me once? <laughs> fool me twice? Or what's the other rest of it? I don't know. But listen, you can't fool me because I've read the book. I've read the playbook. Amen, we saw what you did in the garden. You ain't, change, you ain't changed your strategy at all. Now, only thing he's never changed his motive. His motive is the same as it was even back in Genesis. The only thing that's changed with him is his methods. Amen? It's his, his methods that have changed. And now, the things that we're dealing with with social media and, and all that stuff, one of the things that he, had, he dealt with with Eve is he, the Bible says that he beguiled her, he got into her mind. Now, I'm, I'm here to tell you, man, I, listen, I am not bashing social media. But we got to be careful. Somebody say we got to be careful. Because what the enemy's trying to do, he's constantly trying to bombard us in our mind with our thoughts, the things that we see. Amen. Instead of seeing through the lenses of faith, we start to see through the lenses of social media, start seeing through the lenses of likes, start seeing through the lenses of hearts. All is no. The devil is a liar. Everything I see, we have to see it through the lens of faith. Amen. Don't necessarily believe what someone said on social media, or on the Internet. Matter of fact, do you know everything on the Internet ain't true? Instead of Googling everything, why don't you God something? Amen, amen. Ask Him about it. He'll give you the answer. Amen. I don't know why, but I'm there. It's all right. Amen. So we talked about we we're not any of His devices. So what we've been dealing with for the last couple of weeks, and we're gonna continue to deal with it for a couple of weeks on, is you have been equipped. Somebody said I have been equipped. Man, you have some weapons. And we're going to talk about those weapons that you have. Amen. You know you have a weapon of prayer. Yeah. There's a weapon in praying. There's a weapon in your praise and your worship. Amen, somebody. Do you know peace is a weapon? Peace is a weapon. I pray for it all the time. Because there's some times, man, where I'm, and you know, I, 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 sometimes I almost feel like I'm losing the fight. But then I remember that he gives me the, the peace that surpasses all understanding. He said, It'll guide my mind and my heart through Christ Jesus. So there's sometimes I gotta take that weapon of peace. Amen. Go ahead now. Then I tell him, yeah, show sure you right. I know who you are. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. Somebody turn there right quick. Turn there right fast. Amen. It's funny too, man, the devil tried to mess with me this morning. I printed out my notes and man, a couple of my pages wasn't there, but I told him it's in my heart. I ain't worried about it being in my notes. Amen, Amen. Amen somebody. Amen. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. You, are you there? Amen. Amen. It says this, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the, the, um, the rulers of darkness of this world Against spiritual wickedness where? In high, In high places. Now turn to Ephesians chapter 1. We're gonna read verse 21 through 23. Now, this is this is like I said, this is, we, we talked about some of this last week. But faith comes how? And hearing how? Because there, there's some things that I want you and I to know, um, because the enemy tries to remind us of certain things. We know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, you know, uh, against principalities in high places. Okay, they are in high places. And I want to tell you something. They're there. Yes, Amen, somebody. They're there. But in Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 21 through 23, I'm reading this from the New King James Version. Look at what it says this. This is Paul praying for the church at Ephesus. Amen. It says, I'm praying that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Verse number 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us that believe according to the working of his mighty power? Amen. I'm going to come back and deal with that a little later. Verse number 20 says, which he had worked in Christ when he, was, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, right? So where's Christ at right now? Come on, talk to me. Where is he at? The right hand of the Father in heavenly places. Now, verse 21 says he's far above principalities and powers. Amen. And mighty and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the name. Man, listen, in the age which is to come. Man, I'm about to run up in here. It says, listen, he, he is above every name. He's above cancer. Come on. He's above diabetes. He's ab- He's above mental illness. But listen, what got me, Elder G, is that not only in this age, but in the one to come. There's some stuff that we haven't even heard about. Nobody knew about COVID-19 five years ago, but he's still above COVID-19. I don't care what's coming down the pipe. He's high. And lifted up. Somebody say he's above it. He's above it. <laughs> yeah. And verse 22, it says, he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things, the church. He's the head. Amen. 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 Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now go to Ephesians chapter 2. I'm just trying to set you up. Y'all all all right? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 6. And I'm going to read this from the King James Version. It says this, but God, who is rich in mercy... For his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins. When we were dead in our sins, listen to this. He quickened us together to, together with Christ. He made us alive. This is salvation we're talking about. That's why it goes on to say, by grace are you saved. You ever wonder why did, that was just right there? It seemed like out of the blue. He's explaining what he was just talking about. We were dead, and when we were quickened, salvation came. But it was only by grace. Then verse number six, it says, and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places where? In Christ Jesus, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above any kind of principalities. Anything, we're far above it, you and I right now. And I love it, John three. John three. I'm, I'm a kind of. This is part of the review. Hey, Amen. I'm a kind of. Can I kind of just go through the story? Y'all all right? Read John three. Man, this is awesome. So this is the Nicodemus story. He's talking to, to Nicodemus, right? And he's talking to him about um, being born again. So Nicodemus comes to him and said, "You know, how can a man, uh, you know, when he's old, be born back into, you know, come be conceived back into his mother's womb?" He said, "No, Nicodemus, listen, you got to be born again." Then we talked about how I said you got to be born of the, of the water and then of the spirit. But the, he said, I love how he ends he it. basically almost said, Nick, forget about Listen, You just got to be born again. So he's having this conversation. He's going on to talk to him. And he, he's talking about, let me read it to you. Let me read it from the passage translation. John chapter 3, verse number 13. And it says, no man has risen into the heavenly realm except the son of man who also exists in heaven. Now Jesus, when he was on the earth, referred to himself as the son of man. So he's having this conversation with Nicodemus and he was telling them like this, listen, I know you see see me right here, but I'm not only here, I'm also in the heavenly realm. Dual citizenship, somebody say I have dual citizenship. I don't want you to ever forget that. Don't you ever forget that. I know you're a citizen of the United States of America, but if you are born again, you got a new passport. Yes. Come on, somebody, because we are nothing but ambassadors. What's an ambassador? We represent another country. And here's the thing about a, an ambassador, Don, when you are an ambassador in another country and all craziness and foolishness is happening or people trying to come, come, you know, come to you with certain kind of laws, you can say, that law don't apply to me. <laughs> you know why? Because I have diplomat immunity. I belong to a whole nother country. I belong to a whole nother kingdom. So there's sometimes, man, when sickness tries to come against you, you gotta tell them, listen, I am, listen, I have diplomatic immunity. That sickness can't come upon me. Don't accept it. And here's the thing about it. When you have diplomatic immunity in another country, that country can't do nothing to you. So you are living right now with a dual citizenship. Somebody say, I'm a a member. I'm a a son of the the most high. My kingdom is from another country. Amen, somebody. You are an ambassador. And here's the thing. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And your authority comes from that place. Amen. So your authority comes from that place. So last week we talked about the difference between authority and power. Somebody say, I have authority, authority. and I also also have have power. power. Yeah, you got power. So like in in scripture, when we read scripture, we talked to you about this last week. That's why we have to learn to study the word of God ourselves. And I want to encourage you, man, study the word. Don't just take my word for it. Amen. Because there's sometimes I may misquote some things, not on purpose, but I just may do it. Amen. So you go back and go into this word and study it out. Amen. Sometimes get you different tools. And now with the Internet, of course, sometimes the Internet is, is good for certain things like this. You can get a lexicon right on the Internet Well, you can pull up scripture. Amen. And the scripture will come up and you'll see certain words. You can click on it and it'll give you either the Hebrew or the Greek of that word. And I encourage you to do that. Right. Because we're going to talk about that. So in, in the Greek, the word authority, it's exousia. Right. Exousia. y'all say that yeah it took me a while too. I Man, I was in the mirror exousia, exousia, t- trying to get that word out amen, but that, in the Greek it means exousia authority does and this is legal permission or the right to do something legal permission, you're not doing it illegally, amen, and then the other one was dudemous, say dudemous this is intris- intrinsic power meaning you have the ability to do it the power to do it is on the inside of you or the power to do it is there that's dudemous Amen. So there's a difference between authority and power. But sometimes in scripture you'll see a word, especially some words, it'll it, be power. So, but you want to find out what it, which one is it? Is it authority or is it power? And then I got a third one I'm gonna come up with in just a second. Amen. 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 Y'all getting this? To so authority and power. So now I go. Well, here's an example. I want to give you an example. Out of Luke chapter 7, verse number 8. And I, I gave you guys this example on last week. Luke chapter 7, verse number 8. This is the story of the centurion. He said this, for I am a man set under authority. Exusia is that word. I have soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goeth. And to another one, come, and he cometh. Yes, sir. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. So here's the thing. Authority can also give you power. You feel me? So authority can also give you power. The revelation of a difference is: Are you using your authority legally? Amen. (laughs) That's why Jesus with these, you know, Jesus with the centurion, he said, "I had never seen such great faith in all of Israel. Are you serious?" And this guy, this guy wasn't even a Jew. But guess what he understood? He understood authority for one, and then he understood understood power. He understood that Jesus had the authority in just his mouth yeah. to say something, and it'll happen. You ain't got to come. Uh-uh. You ain't even got to stay right where you at, Jesus. Just speak the word. Because I know how this thing works. And Jesus was probably tickled. He said, man, I have. He's like, yeah, you got it. Like looking to the rest of, can't y'all get it like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. But guess what? The enemy. Mm. Yes, sir. He has authority too. Amen. Right? But your authority is above his. Yeah. Mama, right? He has a little power. You know, the Bible talks about it. Remember when he had that conversation with, with 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 the father in in, uh, in Job? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did he tell him? He's like, okay. You know, he's coming to him saying, the only reason, you, the only reason Job won't, won't curse you or won't do this and do that is because you have a hedge of protection around him. That's right, that's right. He's like, okay, I hear you. I tell you what, I'm going to let you do a little thing because he has some power to do it. But you just can't kill him. Amen. So the enemy does have some authority and power. Let me prove it to you in scripture too. Go to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4 verse 5 and 6 but never listen don't don't you be don't even don't even worry about that because you trump you trump any card he want to bring amen somebody Luke chapter 4 verse 5 and 6 and it says this in verse number 5 and the devil taking him into a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time now we're talking about this is when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness right Verse number six, and says, and the devil said unto him, all power, exousia is this word right here. He's saying, all authority will I give thee and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whomever I will give it. He's saying, now, this, now we're, dealing with, we're dealing with the world, though, the kingdoms of the world. He was trying to tell Jesus, I have authority in this kingdom. I can give you authority. You see what I'm saying? And that's what the enemy is trying to do to us. All right now. Then, verse number six. See, now, the verse, verse number seven and eight. I'm, I'm going to give Jesus' reply today, but we're going to come back and really deal with that because this is one of the powers that we talked about that you have. And Jesus said, if the, if, if, It says, If thou therefore would worship me, this is the Satan saying this. And shall be thine. But Jesus' replied to him was, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Amen. So we're going to deal with that even later about how Jesus even used one of the weapons that he had when he was tempted by the enemy. Amen. You have that same weapon. And it's in your mouth. Amen. Now, turn to Ephesians chapter 2. I'm just trying to prove to you, even in scripture, where it talks about that the, the enemy has certain authority, you know, and a little power. Y- any of y'all play spades? Amen. Right, I, <laughs> I, mean, I started saying, listen, you know how you play big joker, little joker? Yeah. I don't care what, what card did you normally know put as the high one. The big, the big, the big, big, big joker, that's the high one. Yeah. Well, you carry the big joker. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> The enemy may have an ace of spade, but you got the big joker. So verse in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the authority of the air. Amen. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The enemy has the authority. He's the prince of this world. Amen. Then in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 it says, given thanks unto the father, which has made me to be partakers with the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the authority, says power there, right, of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. When you give your life to the Lord, the enemy does not He he does not have authority over you anymore. But I'm here to tell you, when you are not born again, the enemy has authority over them. See, people in the world think they, I'm going to live my best life. You ain't living your life. (laughs) You think you are. And here's how he deceives the world. Even when they're doing good things, come on, somebody. If they're not serving him then they're serving the other one. That's just how it works. Amen. Now let's look at a couple of more scriptures, and we're going to deal with this, this power and authority thing, then we're going to talk about where your, your power and authority comes from. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23, 21 through 23. For the eyes of your understanding being, I read this earlier, but I'm, I'm, a kind of, I'm going to kind of change the words out to be interchangeable so you'll know exactly what we're talking about from the New King James Version says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints verse number 19 says what is the exceeding greatness of his Uh deutemous towards us who believe now check this out according to the working of his mighty kratos K-R-A-T-E. O-S. I know it says power, but that word there means manifested power. Uh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Uh. The light, is the light bulb coming on? <laughs> the manifested power. He said, I'm going to read this again. And what is the exceeding greatness of his dutimus his ability to do it. Right. Follow, follow. right? Towards us who believe. According to the working of his manifested power. Not only can he do it, we're going to see evidence of it being done. You get it? Amen. In verse number 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above principalities and the power. Once again, that word power, far above authority and might and dominion over every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age which is to come. He seated you in that same place of authority above the enemy's authority. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. Now, here's the thing about that. Now, when he gives you authority as a believer, it's for every believer, it's when you were born again. Yes, sir. It don't mean you have to, you know, you ain't got to be bishop, That's right. That's right. you ain't got to be the pastor. You ain't got to be saved for forever. When you were born again, he gave you the authority. He gave you the power at that very moment. You have authority as a baby Christian over every demon. As a baby Christian. Amen, somebody. Okay, now turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 19. And it says this, King James Version. And the 70 returned Again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us, unto thy name. Verse number 18, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Oh, I want to deal with that, but I'm going to keep moving. Verse number 19, behold, I give you, excuse I give you authority to tread over serpents and over all the deutermes, amen, of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. He gave you authority over his authority. And even if, this, this, even if the enemy has what he thinks so-called power, man, he can't touch you. He can't do nothing to you. Amen. Somebody, what you say? He's under your feet. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. But I love Jesus' reply in verse number 20. He says, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. That the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Jesus was telling him, I understand you got power. That ain't nothing to just not necessarily rejoice about. The thing to be happy about is you have been authorized to use it. Amen. Come on, that's good. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. So it's not, you know, to boast and brag that that these demons are subject to you or you have power over them. Jesus says, man, that's not the the total thing about it. The thing you need to be happy about is that you are really authorized, is that you belong to me. You part of the family. Amen, somebody. And because you're part of the family, you have a born again, blood bought right. Amen, somebody. You are authorized. Now, now let's deal with where your authorization comes from. Amen. Not only are you authorized, you have the power. The power is not yours, though. Amen. Even the authority that you, that you that you received, it was authority that was given to you. So it's not yours in a sense, but you have the right to use it, and you have power. Someone say, I have power. You do, man. You got power. Now, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is where we started out with, right? Amen. Somebody say, I got power. Woo! Yes, you do. It says, but ye shall receive power, the ability to do it. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. You, be my witnesses. not the witnesses of you using this power. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, we skip over that sometimes. You being a witness in the earth is you using the power and authority that God has given you. Be my witnesses unto both Jerusalem and to all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, see, I'm I'm going to talk to you. Jesus is talking to his disciples at this time. Now, up until this particular point, the Holy Spirit, that's what he's talking about, right? The Holy Spirit would come upon you. The Holy Spirit did, did not dwell in man. Now. Amen. What would happen in the Old Testament is the Holy Spirit would come upon people at different times. Amen. And he would allow them to do certain things. Right? We're talking about the Old Covenant. Now, let's look at some quick examples. I got a couple of quick examples. First, Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Right? 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. This is, an, is an, an example of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him. Anointed him. Who are we talking about here? Jesus. Amen. Anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. So when David was anointed king... The Bible says the spirit of the Lord came upon him for that day forward. Amen. Now change, go to Exodus chapter 31, verses 2 through 5. That's why one of the things I believe that David was a man after God's own heart. Because he, he, the spirit of God lived on the inside of him. Amen. The Holy Spirit was there from, from that point on. There's another time in scripture where it talks about the spirit had departed from Saul. Right. What I tell you to turn to Exodus Exodus chapter 31, verses two through five, talking about how the Holy Spirit works in your life, too. Now, this is an example of the Old Testament, but I'm going to show you how it kind of ties in with with this new covenant. It says, see, I have called by name um, Bezalel, the son of Uriah, the son of her of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the spirit of God. He's filled with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. Verse number four, to def- the to def- to five cunning works, the work in gold and in silver and in brass, verse number five, and in cutting stones, to set them, and in the carving of timber, to work all manner of workmanship. This is telling us, even the old, so he, he, was, he was anointed and empowered by the Holy Spirit with these gifts. And they were natural gifts. Amen? He was a carpenter's carpenter. (laughs) Right? Don't you think even now because of this new covenant, the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you can give you the ability to do things in the natural? Man, if you're on your job and you want to be the best at your job, you ask the Holy Spirit who's on the inside of you to show you how to do it. He'll do it. Won't he do it? He'll do it. Amen. And there were many judges in the Old Testament that the Bible would talk about the spirit, um, the spirit of the Lord came upon them. Gideon was one of them. Amen. Uh, Jephna was another one. And one of, one of the famous ones that we, we talk about quite a bit, another one was Samson. Amen. The spirit of the Lord would come upon Samson and he was blessed with this supernatural strength. Amen. But let's talk about this new covenant. woo But for us, Amen. Back then in the old covenant or the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come and go. But how many know when you give your life to the Lord, man, you are going to be filled forever. Somebody say forever. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus had an agreement, right? And he fulfilled this new covenant. He had an agreement with the father that I'm going to send you a comforter. John chapter 14, verse 16 through 17 is what I'm going to be reading. I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 16 through 17. And this, this is Jesus. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate or a comforter, a paraclete, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because he isn't looking, because, because it isn't looking for, for him. And doesn't recognize him because they don't know him. Because he lives with you now and later will be where? In you. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Right? This is before he he went to Calvary. Now let's look at Luke chapter 24 verse 49. So before he goes, he says, listen, I'm I'm talking to the father. We're making this agreement. He's going to send you a comforter, a paraclete. To be with you forever. He's not only going to be, not only is he going to be beside you right now, there's going to come a time when he's going to be in you. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Now, this is after the resurrection. After, after, he, <laughs> after he signed the contract. I love this. Amen. Now he's talking to his disciples right before his ascension. He says this, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. He said, remember that conversation we had before, I went, before, they, before they crucified me? I'm going back, and he's going to send the Holy Spirit just as he promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with what? Dulamus from heaven. The Holy Spirit is going to fill you with the ability to do it. (laughs) Do you hear what I'm saying? He's going to fill you with the ability to do it. Amen. When you were saved, the Holy Spirit came on the inside of you with the ability, the power to do whatever needs to be done in the earth. Come on. What would you say, G only thing he needs is a willing vessel the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you for every believer and that's the thing you No, know, we're going to talk about later on being filled with the Holy Spirit. It is a revelation of a difference. We're going to talk about that later. But the thing I want to get us to know is that, listen, you have authority and you have power. And that power comes through the person of the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of each and every believer. See, sometimes we think that, you know, only people with the microphones or people that's you know, got the big churches or people whose name, you know, like cheers. Everybody knows their name. We think them the ones that have the power what I'm trying to tell you is every single believer is equipped with the precious power of the Holy Spirit the ability to do it to do what? to raise the dead to heal the sick amen the the, the ability we're going to talk about it later the ability to resist the Holy Spirit will give you the ability not to slap somebody sometimes He'll give you the ability to resist temptation. And there's power, that's a weapon. That's what the Holy Spirit will do. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. But I'm about to run up out of here. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. I just want us to get it. Not just you, me too. Praise Jesus. I got to preach to my man. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Amen. How much of him do you have? You got them all. Amen. We'll talk about the evidence of speaking. We'll talk about being filled later. Hey, Amen. that's coming. Because there is a revelation of a difference. Praise God. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. New Living translation. It says this. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth. The good news. Mm-hmm. Talking about the gospel that God saves you and when you believed in Christ he identified you as his own the King James Version said he sealed you by giving you the Holy Spirit that he had promised long ago when you were born again you have the Holy Spirit Amen. In verse number 14, it says, The Spirit of God guarantees that He will give us the inheritance He promised, and that His that He has purchased us to be His own people. Amen. What inheritance? What promise? You remember when He met a man named Abram? Did he call him Abraham? Uh-huh. And this promises that He gave to Him, those are the promises that that, I, that you have, you and I have. Amen, Amen somebody. That he purchased for his own people. He did this so that he would, that he did this so we would pray, would praise and glorify him. Amen. So the power that I love this too because so the power that you have, amen, to do these these things in your life is not for you to be, you know, well known. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. Listen, it's for you. for for him to be glorified and praised. So when your healing comes, amen, when your deliverance comes, amen, don't you boast in yourself. Because it was nothing but the working of the Holy Spirit that did it. Amen. You didn't do it anyway. We want to give him praise and give him glory for everything that he did. 2 Timothy talks about he has not given us the spirit of fear. Right? But of love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. You have power. You have the power on the inside of you to love. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, man. There's sometimes I got to ask God for that power. Woo, Jesus. But you have the power to love. Amen, somebody. You have a power and authority. Now, here's the thing about the power that's on the inside of you. The Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of you, he's a gentleman. Well, what does that mean? Well, he ain't going to take control of everything. He's 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 waiting on you to give him instructions. What? Yes. yes. He's saying the power, the ability to do it, is there, but you've got to access it. Yes. The only way to access the power that's on the inside of you, and the, in, the inside of me, is by faith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Faith is the key. So that's why you know you have some believers, man. They. When, when they get born again, they could, they could be living a whole saved and sanctified life. But they don't have enough faith or activate their faith to, to, to activate what's on the inside of them. So they live, they live defeated lives. God didn't come for us to live defeated life. He, gave, he came to give us life and life how? Abundant life is life of healing, life of, of peace. Amen? Life of love. Life of fellowship, prosperity. But the only way that you can access that life that he's given you is by faith. That's the only tool. And how does faith come? So the more we get into this word, the more we get to know about who he is, he'll show us the different keys that we have. You remember the example I told you about that key with the car? You got that car, you know you love it. Car you've always wanted, You, you could never afford it. Never could pay for it, somebody gave it to you. And it just sits in your driveway. <laughs> it's yours. It just sits there, you look at it boy, I got a nice car. So the next question is, well how do you access it? But once you get it and you can sit in it, grab the steering wheel, but until you put the key in the ignition and turn it, or you know nowadays they got the key fob, even the key fob, until you press the button, you ain't going nowhere. So, faith is how we access this power that's on the inside of us. Let me have my musicians play because I'm about to close it up right here. Amen. Faith is, I'm going I'm to show you an example of this. This is even before the Holy Spirit had came. This woman's life, man, is, is, such a, is such a great example for us. Because there's sometimes, listen, I'm going I'm to I'm read this out of Mark chapter 5, verse number 30. This is the story with the woman the woman with the issue of blood. Most of us know that story. Amen? Verse number 30 says this. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, now that word virtue is power. That word virtue is doodermess. The ability to do something had gone out of him. And he turned into the present and said, who Touched my clothes. Jesus knew at that moment that somebody, something happened and pulled the ability to do something. Now go to verse number 33. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what what was done to her, she knew she was healed. Came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Told him what happened. Now look at Jesus in verse 34. And he said unto her, Daughter meaning listen to me. He said daughter meaning she was authorized Her name was written down in the family tree He said daughter thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and be whole of thy plague there's sometimes There are sometimes do you hear me? There's sometimes man you gotta crawl you need. You gotta pull on your God until you pull faith out of him. You gotta listen. Sometimes you gotta pull the power out. So that means sometimes, man, because it's on the inside of you. That sometimes, man, you gotta put put the telephone down. You gotta turn the TV off. You can, listen. Go to your quiet place and begin to pull. Uh, pull the. That power's going to come out. Yeah. Because it's on the inside of you, you got to pray to the Father. Yeah. And sometimes, man, that's what it's, we're going to talk about speaking in tongues. There's sometimes, man, you don't know what to say. You'll be able to pray in your heavenly language and pull virtue. Go ahead. Pull your healing out of yourself. Yeah. You have the ability, because out of your belly flows the rivers of living water. Yeah. Yeah. That living water is the Holy Spirit. He's on the inside of you. Yeah. Inside of me he's given you power. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you believe you have the power? Yes. Yes, he's given you authority. Hallelujah. And he's given you power. Father, we bless you on today. We magnify you, Lord. We we thank you for this word. Thank you for these your people. God, thank you that you not only gave us given us ability. Given us authority. You've given us the right, and you've given us power. Thank you, God. Nothing shall, shall hurt us. Amen. God, no matter what I'm feeling like, no matter what I see, no matter what the bank account says, yes. I can pull on the authority that's on the inside of me, pull on the power that's on the inside of me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. And forgive us from some time not, not recognizing that you're there. Well, we know you're there now. Now, Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is going to seal this word in our hearts and in our minds. It's going to bring you glory. It's going to bring you glory for your glory. We magnify you, God. We love you. It's in your son Jesus' name that we do pray to all the people of God shout it. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Let's receive Elder Garfield full as he comes. Thank you for spending time listening to the word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.